Weight Medics podcast. I'm Anika, and today I'm going to be talking to Weight Medics in-house nutritional therapist, Annie Gill. Um, we're going to be talking about some, a really, really interesting subject, which is the impact of stress on weight gain. So hi, Annie. Thank you so much for joining us again. Hi, Anika. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Yep. So let's just go ahead and get straight into it with the first question. Now, I know that if I've had a particularly sort of stressful time in my life, I do end up putting on a few pounds and then I end up feeling worse, even worse and more stressed. So why exactly is, is, is stress making us fat? Why, why does it have this impact? Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I think when it comes to stress, we, we need to think about it on sort of two levels. We need to think about it biologically, what it's doing to our body, and also psychologically, what it's doing to our uh, behavior. Um, yeah. So when it comes to biologically, you know, stress is a stress response. So it was designed, or not designed, actually, it was just, you know, it's part of our innate system um, that basically gets us out of trouble when we're, when, when we need to. So, you know, thousands of years ago, our stress response would be there to, you know, to run away from a saber-toothed tiger. Sure. Okay. But obviously, you know, we're not having to run away from a saber-toothed tiger anymore. We're just being uh, stressed out by, you know, our environment, um, you know, people around us, you know, our jobs, etc. cetera. Um, but the response is exactly the same internally, biologically. Okay. Um, and it's basically managed by cortisol, which we talked about last week a little bit. And that's our, yeah. And that's our stress hormone. Now, if you imagine when we're stressed, the, the whole idea is that we're going to run away from a saber-toothed tiger and we're going to need energy to do that. And so when we get a stress response, we basically release uh, stored energy um, in the form of what's called glycogen um, out of our muscles um, so that we are energized enough to go and run away from a saber-toothed tiger. But of course, we're not going to actually use that energy, right? Because we're going to be actually just sitting at our laptops reading an email that's upset us, or we we're going to have a, you know, an upsetting phone call from someone. And so that energy that's released um, is then restored back as glucose. Uh, and that energy is stored as in our fat cells. So, and we tend to also store the energy around our abdominal area because it's uh, easily accessible to the adrenal system. Yeah. So, you know, so you t often will find that people that are sort of highly stressed, they tend to store their weight around their waist. So that's the biological reason. And then of course you've got the psychological uh, effects of stress. So psychologically we tend to sort of, it tends to um, promote more unhealthy stress induced behaviors. Um, and so, and we'll talk about these stress induced behaviors later on, I'm sure, but you know, so, so, so that's really why we're ending up sort of putting more weight on when we're getting into a stressful situation. Okay. And you mentioned obviously the cortisol and that's something that's increasing within our body when we get stressed. Um, is this related to why we then go for the junk food, why we're going for sugar specifically or like these unhealthy foods? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're, we're, again, we're looking for energy. Okay. So or at the end of the day, food is energy. Okay. Yes. We love to eat it for going out to dinner, etc. but it's ultimately there to fuel our body. If we're in a stressful situation, we're going to want something that's going to give us energy real, real quick, real fast. And that is always going to be something highly refined um, and, and full of sugar, um, like your cookies, your cakes, um, you know, your pastries, etc. So we tend to sort of like reach for those types of unhealthy options when we're in a stressful situation. Quick okay. thing. 
yeah really yeah like cook a healthy meal of vegetables that will really take the time to yeah do. exactly we, we you know we, we, we don't want to waste our energy on cooking for example because we're we're in a stressful situation we want to run away from the safety tiger so you know we're not going to be sort of thinking about preparing a nice meal at that stage we're just going to be wanting to grab and go um is this also something in terms of when obviously we're stressed and we feel bad and we want something to make us feel good yeah it's these, these quick yeah absolutely so so you know so there are also stress-induced eating behaviors okay uh and those will be things like emotional eating yeah. um where we are looking to support ourselves um and reward ourselves from the difficult situation we've been in okay um and i think really what it does it stems back to our, i think the child our childhood because you know years ago when we were children if we were having a, a horrible day or we hurt ourselves in the playground we'd be picked up by our parents and they go that's okay darling let's take you to, we're going to get an ice cream make it all better that's so we were automatically remember, yeah, yeah remember that yeah. From childhood for sure exactly so we're taught to sort of reward ourselves with food Okay. And, you know, um, and it tends to be sort of, again, quite sugary, quite highly refined, uh, quite high fat foods. Um, you know, so, so there are strategies we can do to, to manage that, but, you know, um, so this is something, even as an adult, this is something that's ingrained in us mm -hmm. as from, from, from childhood sort of memories and childhood behavior. This is something that we're still thinking, well, it, yeah. You know, when I fell over, I got an ice cream and everything was better. Yeah, yeah, it's called it's called yeah, it's called learned behavior. Um, so we have innate behavior, sort of like automatic behavior, but we also have learned behavior. So something like emotional eating, yeah. uh, when we're in a stressful situation, and also emotional drinking, not being funny, uh, mm. you know, drinking alcohol, um, those are sort of behaviors that we've, you know, that have definitely harken back to our childhood, but we still sort of continue to, you know, promote now, um, you know, and. Um, I mean, there are strategies we can do to manage that, which we'll let's, talk about yeah, later. On. Yeah, let, let's talk about those now. Let, we'll, we'll, let's, okay. uh, while we're talking about this kind of- the, Emotional, the, yeah. Emotional, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what, so when I- yeah so when i talk to patients um you know and they talk to me about the fact that they will stress eat emotionally eat, um it, it, you know and also boredom eating as well i mean you know there isn't that that too but we're focusing mainly on stress here what i really would sort of promote to them is like rather than you know rewarding themselves with something that is food related put a plan together of say maybe you know five or ten um non-food related treats okay so i have mine i'm in my kitchen right now talking to you um and i've got non-food treats massage dog walk working out going to the cinema calling a girlfriend um taking a bath okay yeah, really, or, really really yeah. nice little kind of yeah. yeah because i'm stressed and i need to calm my nervous system down mm -hmm. rather than reaching for the fridge I go and take a walk in the woods or I take you know or I'll give my mum a call or what have you you know um, and offload my sort of angst with you know have a bit of a rant or what have you to get it off my chest rather than just you know reaching for food and it's interesting it's really really interesting you say that because I mean as you mentioned with our kind of learned behavior from, as you know from childhood that's something that we do we automatically when it comes to being stressed or we think of treating ourselves it's always a food related or a wine related sort of alcohol related thing and it really needn't be but I think people you know I guess sometimes people need a reminder of that there's so many other things that we could do mm -hmm. um 
to give yourself a kind of pick me up and a feeling of like well-being and and something something that's not impact negatively impacting mm-hmm. your your health mm-hmm. um and so yeah. i think that's a really really great reminder yeah i mean so take for example the wine okay so you know come home have a, a you know a crappy day at work you know reach for a glass of wine now so much of that is to do with ritual and habit, it's a habit. okay yeah it's absolutely a habit and you know obviously it can be a really bad habit and become an alcoholic problem but you know generally it's just a habit a lifestyle habit and there's nothing to say that you can't have a nice drink, uh, certainly in a nice glass, but there are so many great options out there that are non-alcoholic um, and also very low in calories, such as say, for example, seed lip. Um, which is a, like, yeah, yeah. So they do a nice gin. I've, I've seen like that before, where you can have like a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. sort of gin and tonic, for mm-hmm. example, some kind of yeah exactly with a nice fever tree like in a nice glass and, and a slice yeah. of you know uh, lemon etc or you know i really like talking to patients about wildlife botanical which is okay. a it's literally like a prosecco um and you know who doesn't love a little glass of bubbles mm-hmm. um but it's it's 35 calories and it and, and it has 15 percent of your daily um rdi minerals and vitamins believe it or oh, not wow. okay. um yeah so it's so it actually is healthy for you but it's you know it it's a nice thing to have and maybe you have a glass of champagne or, or prosecco and then you replace you know the second glass with the wildlife botanical mm. you know if you if you want to sort of you know mix it up or what have you um so it's just about looking at those sort of that's that 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 behavior and uh, mo- you know modulating and changing it um to still sort of fit within what we're looking for to help us manage our stress but in a non sort of uh, unhealthy sort of way really um and do you know that's this kind of brings me to my next question which mm-hmm. is kind of related kind of a diff- perhaps a difficult question to ask but but you know hopefully you'll be able to shed some light on it when it comes to our own sort of um behaviors and and sort of changing our behaviors and and willpower sort of specifically Mm -hmm. how can we we uh increase or boost our own willpower Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. us make these changes and choices like what can we what can we do about willpower Mm -hmm. we always hear what can we do about that yeah yeah so i talk to patients about this a lot because you know number one they always think they don't have any willpower that they've lost their willpower and i say well where's it gone is it like behind the radiator is under the sofa it hasn't been lost okay it's just like i and and what i like and what i try to explain to them is that liken it to like a bicep muscle where you would go to the gym and you would lift some weights and you would build that bicep up to the point that you would then be able to do some pull-ups okay so you'd be able to rely on that bicep so much that you'd be able to then you start doing pull-ups okay because you've strengthened the bicep willpower is exactly the same all you need to be thinking about is like exercising that willpower even a small amount every day each day building up building up so that it becomes stronger and therefore you can then rely on it to make the right decisions when you're in a stressful situation so rather than you know accessing fast food for example because you haven't got the willpower or the energy you know to you know to cook a nice meal that night you know exercise that willpower to then say no i'm actually going to stop off at a supermarket get some ingredients and come home and cook it rather than just reaching for a takeaway I think it's that whole thing with willpower of um, and, and kind of making these changes of actually getting started, isn't it? Mm. It's like once you've done that first that first mm. go or the first or second, okay, right, yeah. today I'm not going to opt for mm. reaching for a donut. Today I'm going to 
call someone, uh, you know, have a nice chat with my friend who I've not spoken to for ages. It's once you've done, like you said, you've done it kind of once or twice. Yeah. And yeah. Putting that habit and, and, and behavior yeah. in place. And yeah. And also the thing is, Nick, is then you start to see the results, right? So once you see the results of like not choosing to have that donut, but calling your friend instead or going for a walk, and then you suddenly realize that you're not continuing to gain weight, that you're actually starting to lose weight, then that again, you know, will hopefully incite you to continue that behavior. Okay. Because it's a, it's what we call um, yeah, positive reinforcement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when we're looking to psychology, we look at positive reinforcement, which is, you know, we're positively reinforcing that behavior by, you know, the fact that we're losing weight during that whole process of making the right decision um to call you know to go for a walk for example um this is yeah this is really you know there's there's little kind of tricks i guess that you can do and 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 something that i always do to get myself to the gym i know that if i go to the gym later in the if i plan to go later in the day i know it won't happen um because i i really start to lose you know i get busy with other things so I think okay I'm going to go in the morning and it could be in the morning but I'm just like oh, it's raining or whatever yeah so I always what I do is I'm like I try not to give myself time to think about it uh-huh. Uh-huh. so I'll be first first thing in the morning I'm like don't even think just go mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly I mean I, I will always get you know wake up in the morning and get into my gym gear immediately and then that way I you know, I feel like I can't excuse myself out of it already got it on already got it on I mean you know I mean again when you are in a stress situation you will tend to exercise less because you're in that kind of hunkering down sort mm-hmm. of state where you just want to come home lie on the sofa under a quilt eating some ice cream but it's yeah. about sort of starting to sort of you know prioritize that exercise make that something that is going to give you love give you support give you health okay and ultimately make you feel better uh and get you out of this stressful situation that you're in you know because once you start again especially exercise it produces endorphins which will you know will help to sort of make you feel better um you know and would you say so would you say when it comes to doing uh, like this if you're having a particularly stressful time would you say any kind of exercises or should be you be opting for the things about the, the the you know, the types of exercise, such as the yogas, things yeah. that can kind of... Yeah, yeah, down, down regulate the stress response. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think that's a really good question because I think that, you know, when we, when we come to adrenal sort of um, stimulation and, and, and it's not just exercise, you know, we have to be careful with things like coffee as well, right? Because coffee right. itself is a stimulant and, it, and you know, when you're very, you know, when your adrenal system is at that sort of high sort of um, when it's sort of overloaded um, and producing so much cortisol um, you want to be definitely avoiding you know too much coffee and also exercise you want to be careful of not you know doing the real hard hit classes the really sort of you know oh it's okay maybe in the morning but definitely not on of an evening when you're trying to sort of prioritize you know rest and digest calming the nervous system down sleep yeah well the full-on kind of types of exercise is further going to stimulate you yeah they will stimulate you i mean you know the thing is is that you know it's it's um it just i mean i mean at weight minutes we do do functional testing to sort of measure adrenal um system to see whether or not there is any kind of adrenal fatigue or whether there is any kind of like heightened adrenaline system going on too much cortisol you know and that's always worth sort of considering um it's a saliva test so it's really easy to do as well um but you know it's just um worth kind of yeah calming that nervous system down when you're ready when you're preparing for sleep you know especially in the evening okay Um, 
I'm just going to go back a little bit, back mm. on the cortisol thing. Mm. Does this kind of rising cortisol um, when we're stressed, does this have any other kind of effect on our metabolism, how we're breaking down fat? Does it have any other kind of, is it doing anything else kind of negative when, when we're in this stressful situation? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, actually, there was a study in 2015 where at the University of Ohio where women who women were tested um, and they were fed a certain amount of food and then they were put into a stressful situation for a period of time. And then they they looked and measured the calorie burn after that situation. And they found that they were they were actually burning 100 calories less in that uh, sort of stress situation. Yeah, compared to the non-stress situation. It doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, over a year, that's about an eleven-pound weight gain, which is a fair amount over over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah, that's really really interesting. So it's it's like I mean, similar to we learned about the sleep, the uh, the effects. Yeah, really being stressed is. Yeah, it, it slows the metabolism. Yeah, yeah. because your body's in a, it, it wants to protect itself, you know, and so everything is a go slow. Metabolism is a go slow. Reproductive system is a go slow. Digestion is a go slow. You know, just so the, you know, in, you know, the only thing that's really been optimized is the adrenal system, you know, pumping out that cortisol. Um, you know, so, so it is, you know, quite far, far reaching really stress um, on the body. Wow, this is, yeah, this has been really, really, really interesting. Um, and I think just to recap for our our listeners out there, um, I would say with, with, you know, this whole subject of stress on on, on weight gain, um, the, the, you know, I guess the main takeaway points, like one really great tip, uh, obviously, that we've discussed and he's mentioned is, perhaps this is something, if you're listening out there, you might want to, you know, start with is to make this list of between five and 10 different things, you know, you can maybe start with five and slowly kind of, uh, you know, as you make your way through it, add more. Um, these activities that are things that are, you know, going to boost your mood, perk you up, give you give you a sense of well-being, and that these will replace, you know, the 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 junk foods that you might turn to in a stressful situation and having this list somewhere like your fridge or in your kitchen where you're always looking at it. Mm-hmm. And that might be that you're going to go and buy a bunch of flowers from like a nice flower market, um, have them displayed in your, you know, in your living room that always kind of like is a little bit of a perk or as any, uh, as you mentioned, like things like, you know, treating yourself to a massage or it might even be a nice hot bath with your Epsom salts or something relaxing or something nice, mm-hmm. nice in there. And I think sometimes even when you've got kids or a family, having a little me time, like even having a bath is mm-hmm. quite a lovely little treat, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Or a walk in the woods, if you're lucky enough to mm-hmm. live somewhere near nature or, you know, something mm-hmm. like this. Um, and I think even like, um, you know, video calls with people that you might not have because of the, you know, the last couple of years seen as much as, as you would have liked. So I think that's a really, really great and useful practical, practical tip that people can you know people can start to implement okay so that's been really really interesting so thank you so much Annie and thank you everyone for listening so do keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram account which is at weight medics uh, or on the weight medics app if you're already signed up to it and we will have news of our next podcast coming in a couple of weeks 
take care everyone and thank you so much Annie for joining us